is Kimberly Rice, and you are tuned into the Secret Sauce Marketing Tasting Show, the groundbreaking podcast for business bosses, professional women, and anyone who is hungry to learn how to create the career, business, and life of their dreams by charting their own course. Today, I could not be more excited uh, to welcome my colleague and friend, Mr. Mark Halpert, um, who is a multipreneur, LinkedIn branding expert, two-time author, blogger, coach, trainer, speaker. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on and on. Um, But Mark (laughs) has a lot to say. Uh, and I'm so excited! I'm so excited to welcome him here today. And so we're going to get right into it. Welcome, Mark, to our Change Makers podcast. Well, Kimberly, thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So let's dive right into it, Mark. Um, why don't you share with our listeners a bit about yourself and a few insights into your professional journey? Okay. Um, right out of graduate school, I became a banker. I realized banking wasn't for me but I went to the other side of the banking desk to the corporate treasury side where I was being called on by bankers. So I knew their game. Uh, I became a corporate treasurer in a number of European multinational corporations with offices in the United States. Um, And by and large, it was okay. It was good. Got to the last place I was and it was a, it was acquired by a Dutch company. And uh, just before we were acquired, somebody said we had developed a product where we were back in, this is back in 2000, so this is ancient history, we were accepting credit cards online. Could you imagine that? Everything was being done online. And um, the company was acquired. They offered me a position elsewhere, and I said, no, thank you, and decided to go out on my own, peddling online credit card processing. And about two days after I opened my business, we had 9-11. And for a year thereafter, nothing happened in my business because no one was doing anything new. We were too busy licking our wounds from what had happened in the past couple of days. So as I was looking for more and more new business, desperately, a colleague of mine said, hey, I just came across this thing called LinkedIn. You ought to look into it. And I did. And I found it was successful for finding new clients, introducing myself, giving my value proposition, how I could help them with their cash flow, what, you know, what I brought to the table, my unique experience and all that stuff. And I started going to more classes. And the more I went to more classes, the more I realized I knew more than the teachers because I had taught it to myself. And why was I paying for classes when I could get paid for teaching those classes? And that became a business. So I continue to operate two businesses, the payments business, which has continued on to this day, and a new now 12-year-old, LinkedIn business, where I'm a LinkedIn coach to individuals, LinkedIn trainer to organizations and associations, writer, as you said, I have two books under my belt, and I also produce electronic online courses, one for baby boomers and one for nonprofit professionals. And there's more up my sleeve, but I won't give all my goodies away. Um, But I like to think of myself, the bottom line between the two businesses, which seem not to be connected, is that it's all about my client centricity. I make the client tantamount in what they don't expect to receive. And therefore, my byline, my tagline is, we exceed expectations. And people tell me that a lot. And it makes me so happy because we all have succumbed to terrible customer service, terrible promises never kept. That doesn't happen with me. 
And that's why they keep me now, clients have me for 15 years and it's a wonderful thing. So long answer, that's what makes me tick. It's, I give people more than 51%. If they give me somewhat less than 49%, I make it work. I handle the problems. I listen to the not so nice music sometimes, but I always end up, we leave with a smile. We always work together. It's all about collaboration. Mm. Wow. Um, so the, the burning question right there, Mark, is when do you sleep? <laughs> um, my head is always going um, by about, I, I start the day at 5.30. I'm usually writing early in the morning. It's my best time. Um, I work straight through the day till about 6.30 and then I'm about cooked, pretty well cooked. Mm -hmm. But um, that doesn't mean the phone doesn't ring or something doesn't happen during the afternoon, evening, into the night. Uh, I've been pulled out of Broadway shows to fix a client problem. I take care on a weekend. I, I take care of all this stuff um, because as a solopreneur, a multipreneur with multiple businesses, stuff happens and I have to be ready 24 seven. So I am lucky enough to have a colleague who does all my web development for me. And he and I share the concept that we are on 24 seven, 365 while we're on vacation on holidays. In fact, unfortunately I had to call him this past Easter uh, these are things that we just accept. So I sleep when I can, <laughs> when things aren't going crazy. <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. Um, one of the most topics that is dear and near to my heart is helping, inspiring, and empowering, particularly women professionals, to create the career and uh, life of their dreams by charting their own course. And this has a, a very direct correlation to what you do. And today we're going to talk about your LinkedIn business. Um, what we have just experienced uh, as far as like the big boom of the CV virus coming onto our North American lands has absolutely upended professional services. So just a few weeks ago, um, maybe life was going on normal for all of us, although that there's um, a constant shift shifting in our desires and our um, aspirations of wanting more now you have you we pull all those layers back because we're now confronted in a crisis mode of um, being sheltering in place at least here in the united states on mo in most states um, helping to keep our businesses afloat if we, there are employees you know are they having to take reductions in their compensation or are they being furloughed absolutely um, without who knows when to return you know so one of the things that you and i share in common which i'm just you know I don't even know the, the description to make it, but I feel so incredibly strongly about the power of LinkedIn and it specifically and then generally building an online network for lots of lots of different reasons. And so I want to focus that in our conversation today, but I would love to hear your thoughts, you know, using LinkedIn um, now as compared to, say, five or six weeks ago. Can you give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, we've seen a giant upturn in people reaching out on LinkedIn through posts and commentary, which I think is wonderful. I'm so happy and I hope it doesn't go back the other way where we get back to our old bad habits. But I've always been a sharer and I've always been the type who reads a lot online 
and I always like to share great articles I see. I've not changed my functionality in the coronavirus era, but I have seen a lot of other people do that. And sometimes, once in a while, they'll shoot me something and they say, I just shared this, it was successful. I really feel good about it. It's just like you said I should be doing. I'm glad to finally do it. Had that a couple of times last week. You know, we all teach each other, and, and Kimberly, I know you'll resonate with this. When we teach, and it doesn't always like hit somebody between the eyes, somehow it gets in their ears and in their head and somewhere back of their head, and it's ready to come out at a moment's notice. And a lot of that's come out at a moment's notice now from the type of people, the, the community that we have that we can't see and touch, but we, we build around us. And if you're a sharer and disseminator, I guess that's the word, of high quality, consistent material, you will be recognized as a thought leader. I've always said that. I've always practiced that. Now other people are doing it. I hope that when we come out of house arrest, as I'm calling it, we are now going to be that much more comfortable sharing material thoughts, ideas, concepts, collaborative opportunities with others in a way we've never done before. A lot of people are really stymied. They don't know how to talk about themselves. They don't think that what they think is important is important to somebody else. And I hope we overcome that nascent fear. It's really awful. So it I think is. we're getting there. You know, it is. And, I, and what I find, I mean, when we dive into this conversation about LinkedIn, the caveat for me, and I always teach all of our clients, and, and when I disseminate um, information or articles, posts, blogs, podcast. I mean, I, I share every single day um, some kind of content that for the very sole purpose is to uplift, inspire, educate, compel, all of those action verbs. That's why I'm sharing. Yep. It honestly is nothing about me. I mean, very, very rarely will you see a post from me that says, congratulate me. I'm so proud that I did X, Y, Z. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's a difference from acknowledging, particularly, I have to say, for women, acknowledging their own accomplishments. And so what if we get some added girls out of it? Why is that so bad? Um, but, you know, that's a whole other conversation about how women self-sabotage. But from the concept of LinkedIn, <clears throat> I've heard over the years when I've uh, facilitated CLEs at the, the state bar associations across the country, you know, and the first question is why? Why do, I, why do I need to be on LinkedIn? I don't get any business online. All of my business comes from word of mouth. Well, I am sure that the attorneys, and I have heard that, a gazillion times or any professional service provider that will come in, that they just have contradicted themselves in that one statement. <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Exactly and that right. is, I mean, because anybody that, that has been living and breathing for the last decade um, now more than ever, the moment you hear somebody's name, Mark Halbert, I'm checking you out on LinkedIn. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's just what the we intention. Do. That's the intention. You know, we all get so busy and we all get so, it's, there's so much noise out there. Yeah. But when you speak with a voice that is really clear and you hit on the same body of knowledge all the time, you become a citable, intelligent spokesperson for that topic. Mm -hmm. You do, your, your materials every day. My materials every day too. Set your watch to my 8 a.m. blog post. 
and one day you're going to be on there too. I know that because you've, <laughs> you've agreed to be a guest blogger. Every day I have something that hits me between the eyes in my life that is LinkedIn oriented. And I write a post every weekday about, I have 1,600 of them to my credit at this point. I've been doing it that long. Yeah. And there's always something new. And it's always about something where there's a, a little bit of a moral at the end of the fable. There's a little bit of a story or a lesson. I, I am in, in essence, we all are essence, in essence teachers. We try to tell, help people do better, get them unstuck. But women, baby boomers, certain professions, either by, uh, by the compliance police that hang over them, or the ethics people that or create these ethics issues that in like in the law. Yes. If you can skirt, if you can move around them and you can still express why you do what you do in terms of examples that show you or your thought process at work, then you really don't have to talk about yourself too much. No. Now there's a rule amongst us LinkedIn coaches and I, I bend it. It's the 80-20 rule, and you'll never read this. You'll never find it anywhere. And that 80% of the material you put out there should be about other people. And I might make it 90-10. The other 10% might be about me. Things I see, but this is why I can help you. So it's more, it's, it's, it's a hybrid of the 90 and the 10 blend. No. Once yeah. in a while, I'll put out a something like, you know, every time the past three weeks, there's been a terrible new unemployment figure. I have a course for baby boomers and underemployed people who want to work on their LinkedIn profile and they need to have that course because they're probably part of that very large number of newly unemployed. And I will from time to time self advertise very infrequently because I think the things I say and the way I say them bring plenty of attention to me, but more attention on the reader or the receiver. So great point. So in your words, as kindly as I know you will, and broadly as possible, why should any professional, starting from a college-age student who may be wanting his or her first internship, to someone who has elongated their professional experience into their 70s, why should they all have a, number one, full-populated headshot included, professional headshot included, LinkedIn profile? Okay, I will answer that question. I'm going to take you back a little bit before college. High school students right now need to have a LinkedIn profile because college uh, entrance applications are asking for the LinkedIn uh, URL. Okay. They want to see what you have to say. They want to see what you've done with your life. All the way, the oldest person I ever taught on LinkedIn was 80 plus. Mm -hmm. He won't tell me how old he is. Um, and he's a vibrant member of the New York City art business. He constantly is in motion. So why should you have a LinkedIn profile? Because the bulk of business professionals look to LinkedIn as the microcosm of the internet for business people. You can Google people and get a million hits on all sorts of stuff. Some of it's not even true. On LinkedIn, only you say what will appear on your LinkedIn profile in your own words. This is your opportunity to differentiate yourself from your competitors or differentiate yourself from your colleagues, and there's a reason for both, and to show your worth, 
Your why do you do what you do? And no matter how old you are, no matter what industry you work in, no matter whether you're employed or underemployed, you've taken a hiatus because of a sick family member or to raise your kids or whatever it is, you must be able to use complete sentences starting with the pronoun I and power verbs as if you're making a business presentation to sell yourself as a brand. If you can't sell yourself, no one's gonna sell you. And that's the key to why you can have and how you can have a great LinkedIn profile that makes people get excited. You, you used a very interesting word to, that I think that most professional services providers will shrug or feel very icky about, and that is the word sale. Hey, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm going to say. You were all in sales. If you can't sell yourself, no one's going to sell you. you so, know, it's like that game you play in networking meetings. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. sit in, I sit next to you, Kimberly, and they say, the person to your left, introduce that person as if you were them. Now, I'm going to say a few things knowing you or the things I've read about you or the things I've heard you in the networking group say for you know years and years and years, but it's never going to be as good as what you can say about yourself. So why let someone else talk about you when you know what you want people to know about you and consider you for as a business colleague, a prospective client, as a service provider, or just a collaborator? One, I, one of the things, I mean, I absolutely agree with you, but one of the things that I teach often <clears throat> is you need to, you must take control of your own narrative. As simple as that. Simple I'm, as that. Lawyers, I hope you're listening. You <laughs> must have absolute control of your narrative because if somebody says something on your narrative that is not within the ethics confines of your local, state, or, or the national bars, you're responsible. Right. And you have to, if you're in the financial services industry or your wealth manager, you, they even have worse yes. police compliance issues. So for those of us who aren't fettered by those types of constraints, it's still incumbent upon you to talk about yourself in a way that you are attractive. And it sounds like you, as I read your profile, when I pick up the phone and I call you on the phone, there cannot be a disconnect. It has to be your personality in both media and it has to be attractive. Now, I'm not going to be attractive to everybody who comes across my profile, but it is, you see how wordy I am. You see how I like to explain things. You see how I like to get to the bottom of stuff in a, in a little bit different way. That's what you got on my profile. It's just as if I'm speaking to you. My book, people tell me, books, they tell me, it's just like you're talking to me, Mark. And that's what I've worked so hard all my career to do and why I am so happy as an individual that I get to do it. It is, it is exciting. It's very gratifying when we get into our, what we, I refer to as our zone of genius and we're just, and we're just flying, right? It's like being in the air flying because the things that you and I teach, you know, LinkedIn, for example, me, a broader business development, um, scope of services. These are things that are so permeated into my brain and into my DNA at this point that, you know, my husband often has says like, why were you talking about, uh, 
reputation building last night in your in your sleep i heard because <laughs> because it's so i mean it's just i talk about it i've written about it i've spoken about it for decades it's just now part of me and so you know that's what you know over time and and something that we hear is that you know these are how habits are built is those small steps every day that become the habits 21 days to create a new habit and um so i want to jump into um the i'd like for you to give me the top i'm going to say five super must-haves on a populated professional profile you must have a banner on the very top of your LinkedIn profile that gives the reader, the casual reader, the attention deficit reader, an immediate impression of what type of business or what type of person you are. Now that could be as simple as a panorama of the city you work in or live in, or it could be something of you in motion and action. And if you look at mine, you see I've created a, a mosaic of pictures of me in action or it could be something interesting, but anything but the boilerplate, because the boilerplate says you don't do more than you absolutely had to, and no one hires anybody who's a slacker. Start there. Okay. Second one, you must have, and you already said it, you must have a professional headshot. Something in the past two or three years, I'd say, not somebody who took your picture at a, Christmas party 12 years ago, where you look like you were pretty zoned out, that's not good enough. You know why? Because people will look at your picture on LinkedIn when they phone call you and you want them to see you in a pleasant, approachable manner. And they will have a better phone conversation when you look approachable on the, while they're talking to you on the phone. Third thing must be a headline. That is the line and a half of narrative right underneath your name that does not say, I repeat that, does not say partner at XYZ law firm or CFO at ABC corporation. That is not a headline. And let's talk, what is a headline? A headline is something that makes you want to pick up and read more about this in the case of a newspaper, in the case of a uh, title of a book, in a case of your LinkedIn profile. Don't say what you are, say why you do what you do in your headline. And that's hard because you only get 140 characters. And if you, like me, you've got like 35 or more years of experience in multiple industries, you need to bubble up to the top all that experience. It has to be easy to read, understand, to make the person want to read down more and more. Then you get, are we, are we at number four yet? I've We're number four. Mm -hmm. Number four is going to be your intro section where you speak about yourself and you enhance the 140 characters up above and begin to delve into your elevator pitch that tells why you do what you do in a more elaborate, more interesting way without giving away all the goodies. And then your fifth and everything else below that is going to reinforce all of what's above it. As they read down, they will see who you are and why you do what you do. As they read below your about section, they're going to see where did you come from? What are you doing now? What did you learn there? What do you bring to the table today? You might even talk about where you went to school, publications you've had, the, your, your honors. And people say, no one cares about my honors. Well, if it was in this decade, in this century, you should talk about your honors. 
anything that reinforces the things you say about yourself the way other people reflect on you. Because it's not about you talking about you all the time, it's endorsements of skills, it's recommendations, it's honors, it's awards that people bestow upon you because you earned them. And no matter if you're a high school student or you're an 80 something year old person, you know what you need to be, on, be, be uh, uh, proud about and want to show as your accolades. So that's, that's Pretty much awesome. <laughs> now I can, so I want to just interject one, what I think is one very, very important point. And that is the LinkedIn profile ultimately is not about the person with the LinkedIn profile. The LinkedIn profile in my view is the calling card, the biz, the digital business card for entree into online relationship building. So follow you everywhere you go. If somebody mentions your name, this is how I met you. Yep. This is a perfect example. Somebody said, you need to contact Kimberly. So before I contacted Kimberly, I read her profile. So I knew a lot of, enough about her to have a great conversation with you, to know that the person who referred the two of us together was on target about the things we could talk about. Look, who knew it was gonna end up being this, which is great because we took it from there to make it happen. So it's, electro it's electrons all arranged in a nice little way that help us be a little bit more accessible as blood and guts humans. And we need to have more telephone and honest conversation and less electronic conversation. I understand the need, the electronics, is the stimulus for the honest converse, personal conversation, but nothing beats the old way of speaking to get business connections. Well, and, it, and I, I, would, I would add to that um, something that I'm reminded of often, because not only am I a teacher and a trainer like you, but I'm also a student. I'm a lifelong student, and in the part of the schools that I go to, we talk about IRL in real life. You know, so LinkedIn and all the other social media platforms and channels are a conduit. It is another option in our toolkit, another tool in our toolkit to be a beginning place of connection, of learning, of referring, of helping, of inspiring, all these action words. Right. Yes, and to do, yes, and to do business because you and I will refer business back and forth to one another. But if I'm ever up in Connecticut, I'm going to see if I can swing through and see Mark Halpert. Well, good. Right. I hope so. And yeah. it, you know what? It goes so much further beyond this state or the next state or the next country or an ocean. I, I put out articles and, and I had an article that I, I absolutely loved because I felt so good writing it. It was about gesturing and how just liking other people's material is just not a way of giving back and appreciative, being appreciative. It's the comments it's the pat on the back it's the thank you it's the well i saw you said that now have you ever thought about this it's this conversation that you create electronically but at the end of the day you don't know who's reading you and in one of these articles a guy in iran wrote back to me in farsi and i took it to my friend who i knew spoke farsi and he said to me you really have a quite a nice compliment and a fan in 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 this in uh in iran he wrote back to thank you because he can't read material like this in his country 
Mm. So you don't know where your voice ends on LinkedIn, which right. is why you have to be careful about what you say and never be politically or any, and in any other way and have innuendo, but you can be fun, you can be entertaining, you can be honest, you can be decent, you can be real. Absolutely. And it goes on and on. I have so many stories, you have so many stories. Industries I never thought existed that I was working in. People I never thought I'd ever meet that I got to work with really deeply in my coaching sessions that I, you, I get in their heads and they, we become fast friends and it just builds the world that I live in. And I love it. I mean, you can't oh. hear, can you hear it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little passion there. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I feel, I feel very similar. Um, and my focus is in, in addition to just enhancing and enriching our lives, stop period. I, you know, a, as I know you do, I've always leveraged LinkedIn and helped my clients leverage LinkedIn to grow their businesses. Um, and, you know, we all, we all need as many toolkits in our, our, I'm sorry, our tools as we can in our toolkits. And to have a tool like LinkedIn that's accessible on any device um, that we can literally, and this is what I do. After dinner, I usually get bring my laptop down to our den and I'll hop on LinkedIn and I will look and very, very targeted um, on, in connecting with others. I have um, very specific sequence messaging language that I use um, to invite people to my network, to my businesses, obviously networks, my change makers business, my KLA marketing business um, for various reasons that, that, that they've so impressed me that I would love to invite them to be a guest on our podcast like you are today. And I have a podcast, Secret Sauce Marketing Tastings for KLA Marketing or looking up the ladder, people who are doing the things that I am doing or want to do better and, and learning so I can be the student and I can share all this. I mean, it ultimately comes of sharing, but I want to, I want to dive back into some of the very granular um, techniques and tips for a, a novice LinkedIn user. So we've got the five top tips of a po populating a professional profile. So where should people start? Where should pre professional services or other users start to begin building their LinkedIn network? Oh, this is such a good question. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, this is like writing a novel. You cannot get to chapter 23 unless you've really written chapters one through 22 really, really well, which means you don't know what's going to happen on your LinkedIn profile unless you plan it. So you need to sketch out section by section the themes and the facets of your capabilities that you want to hit on in different languages, in different ways, in different methods to show the full gamut, the full array of what you, who you are. So I like to compare it to like a cut stone. A cut stone is ugly until you start cutting it and bringing out the light in it. And every cut, every facet on that stone makes it more valuable. So if you have a skill in LinkedIn training, you need to talk about LinkedIn training as one of your skills, one of your traits, and talk about it throughout your LinkedIn profile and plan it. So you're not super top heavy in LinkedIn training at the expense of LinkedIn 
group training or LinkedIn individual coaching. So you are basically creating the brand around the ingredients of the brand in the proportion that you want to display. And you can talk about yourself or you can talk about examples of skills that you've had or that you've demonstrated, but you have to say it in a pre-planned and intelligent way because the reader comes to you like I said before, attention deficit and casually, until you pull that reader in. This is chapter one. If you like chapter one, come with me to chapter two, and then go all the way down as far as you can get them to go until they complete the entire profile. And it has to be engaging. It has to be concise. It has to be pre-thought out carefully. And the best way to write each section, and I tell this to my clients all the time, these are the mechanics of how to do anything in a project format. It's how I've done my books. It's how I do my online courses. You write it on Word, and each chapter or each section on LinkedIn is its own page, and you rewrite the entire section multiple times from a fresh perspective. And when you have finished five or six fresh perspectives on completely blank screens, you print them out and you take a old fashioned yellow highlighter and you highlight the best of each attempt and you pull them all together. And I guarantee you for things like the headline, which is the hardest thing on LinkedIn to write, this will help you write an amazing headline. And I've had people who called me squealing with the light saying, I was so stuck, I couldn't write my headline. And then I did this five different blank screens thing you told me to do. Oh my God, it made all the difference in the world. So it is all these tricks. No one sits down and writes a tale of two cities in one sitting. Don't expect it to happen in an afternoon. So, so many people say, I don't have time to write my profile. Well, I'm sorry, then you must not have time to invest in yourself. And if you won't invest in yourself, like I said before, no one else will, or if they do, it's not gonna be what you want. So spend the time, give yourself the lateral leeway to make mistakes, to rewrite them, to make them better. And you know, still, I. My profile is now 12, 13 years old. I still change it all the time because I'm still changing and I'm always in beta. And since I'm always in beta, if you want to learn about always in beta, get the book, The Startup of You, Y-O-U, by Reed Hoffman and read about what it's like to never be a finished product. And that will validate the angst that so many clients of mine have. It's fine not to be a finished product. So your profile shows you as a developing brand and how you're never going to be an old brand. You're going to be a relevant brand. That's the idea. Well, that's, that's an excellent point. So many of our professional services clients um, in their formal education had it drilled into them that unlike what I work on, done is better than perfect. It must be perfect and done. Um, and so they get so incredibly log jammed and in, in paralyzed in what to actually write and include in the profile because they, and most, most professional services um, folks are very conscientious and they don't want to run afoul of their ethics. But that to me is no excuse to do nothing because the ethic guidelines are very easily accessible from the state reporting agencies, whether it's financial, financial services, legal, what, what have you, accounting, uh, what have you. So 
you know, it, it really comes down to motivation and self-direction. Um, Cause you know, and it comes down, excuse me, it comes down to repelling what Seth Godin calls that lizard brain, that mm. thing in the back of your head that says, I can't, I won't, I will I'll never be able to. It allows you, and also the way we were all trained as kids, don't talk about yourself, don't be so stuck up, don't be self-righteous, you know, self don't be this, don't be that, from teachers, clergy, parents. Now in this age we're in right now, you gotta be talking about yourself, and you gotta, because your competitors that are half your age are talking about themselves, and if you're not talking about yourself, and I've said this before today, you are missing the opportunity to have the record show why you do what you do the way you want to be known. Right. It's so important. So um, what, what I, I absolutely agree. Uh, I couldn't feel stronger. I feel as strongly as you do about this. I really feel strongly that, um, you know, with all the tragedy comes innovation. And when our anti-friend, the CV era, passes on through, um, that we all are going to be changed. And I think if we have learned nothing else, that we are now in the midst of learning um, how we can innovate on the fly with tools and technologies that have been available for way long time. I know, I think LinkedIn came in around 2006. Um, and with people being sheltering in place, um, that there's got to be some creativity used to uh, how are we going to attract clients and how are we going to maintain the clients that we have. I absolutely am shocked out of my eyeballs when I hear our clients are not linked in um, with their clients, uh, which is tremendously lo tremendous lost opportunities. Um, and so, you know, these are, if, if our listeners get nothing out of our conversation today, I hope and pray that they hear loudly from two experts who have been in the field teaching, learning, and evangelizing the um, imperative for LinkedIn. That is a starting point um, for us all today. <clears throat> and um, certainly, Mark, I want to give you an opportunity um, to provide a resource to our listeners um, because while I teach on it, I've trained on it, I've written some on it. Mr. Mark Halpert has literally wrote the book on LinkedIn for professional services. So please give us a little bit more information. Glad to. Uh, well, the American Bar Association asked me to write this book and I was really flattered and I'm not an attorney. So that was even more, more flattering. The book is called LinkedIn Marketing Techniques for Law and Professional Practices. It's available on Amazon, at, on barnesandnoble.com and on the ABA uh, website. Uh, the book is uh, designed and ordered in the order in which you read LinkedIn, from the top to the bottom. It has a chapter in there written by a colleague of mine about legal ethics because it was for the ABA. Uh, nonetheless, um, the book is designed to be a field guide, a field reference guide. So when you need something, it has a really good index, you can look it up. Now, like all things LinkedIn, LinkedIn changes all the time. I am, the book is still pretty, like 90% accurate in terms of the changes to LinkedIn. Anything beyond that, you can find it. You'll figure it out what you need to do just by, just by researching it. So the book is my way of making it easier for people who are book learners to use 
LinkedIn. The book is also available in audiobook, also in the same places I told you about. Um, so, and it's, uh, I'm sorry, not audiobook, excuse me. It's on um, electronic book, ebook version. Kindle, like a Kindle? Yeah, like Kindle. I'm sorry, I totally misspoke there on, on Kindle. Um, it, a lot of people, I've seen people reading my book on the train into New York yeah. City. It's just a huge compliment. It's this great yeah. feeling. I said, I wrote that book. See that? I wrote that. So, <laughs> uh, you, you just you just don't know who needs it. And it's it, you're not, really not talking about, about a very long book. It's like 162 pages long. Wow. One guy from New Jersey called me and he said, I just bought your book. I loved it. Now I want to work with you having read your book would you please be my LinkedIn coach? So he took mm -hmm. the tenants and what I did and I totally tied it into what he was all about. So, you know, you just don't know. So the book is a calling card. It's like my biggest business card. My LinkedIn profile is my website. It's a micro website for the work I do. And I constantly nurture my website. Um, I have a blog. You can read my blog. You can subscribe to my blog for free at Connect the number two, collaborate.com, connect to collaborate.com, comes to you every weekday morning at 8 a.m. And my LinkedIn URL is linkedin.com slash in slash Mark Halpert, M-A-R-C-H-A-L-P-E-R-T. You can call me, you can text me, you can do any, I, I do all <laughs> methods of communication. Um, and it's all on my on contact uh, page on LinkedIn, but primarily, I just love talking about it. So you got to sit back if you're going to call me or talk to me. It's going to come at you a lot, lot deeper and heavier than you really expect. <laughs> well, this is this is phenomenal, Mark. And for our listeners, I want to share that um, this is LinkedIn, the why of LinkedIn, the how of LinkedIn, the ongoing nurturing and feeding and caring for LinkedIn, your profile, your activities, your participation, your thought leadership, all those things are certainly more than we can cover in one podcast because um, no one's going to let listen for hours and hours. And so I've invited Mark to join us again to um, address some of the next issues um, that we all have, each of us have seen in developing a robust online um, presence via the LinkedIn social media tool. So for today, uh, I'm going to stop it right there um, and <clears throat> um, can't thank Mark enough for joining me today. And then we're going to reconvene um, and maybe uh, in, you know, shortly um, and come back to our listeners with the next, you know, the what or the how of LinkedIn um, and offer some best practices of how people, um, professional services providers and beyond, can not only now we're starting with the fact that you have the best possible profile that um, you can manage that correctly, concisely, consistently um, represents who you are as a professional and you've added in some human elements because that's what people want to see and those are what are um, rallying cries that, you know, you're not a robot, you're a living, um, breathing human being. And then we're going to take it to the next step. Um, and so until next time, thank you everyone. Um, for joining us for a very invigorating, um, energetic conversation about the, um, the imperative to jump on LinkedIn, um, not only for high school students, but for 80 octet gener generation 
um, business folks and professional services providers. Um, and until next time, stay bold.